I'd like to share a story. And if you know me, and if you've heard of this story before, then I invite you to take on a very sacred task as you listen to this story. I invite you to hear what you haven't heard yet when listening to this story. The interesting thing about communicating in key codes, communicating in light language, is that there are numerous layers of activations, of specific messages embedded within each communication. And so one way of looking at it is that if you were to listen once, you likely wouldn't receive all the embedded activations available in that communication. Having said that, that's not to say you're supposed to. It's often said that in these sorts of teachings, we are advised to consider them offerings on a buffet table. And as you walk down the table, you pick what you like and you leave what you don't. And that way everyone is content. Everyone leaves nourished. Everyone leaves whole and happy, hopefully. And so with these activations, we may be 100% open, fully open, listening through our heart and willing to receive all that is for our highest good. And we may yet still only receive some of what is available because, and this is very important, we hear we see, we feel, we receive what we are able to receive, what is available to us. And if you imagine bandwidths representing different frequencies, none better or worse than the other, simply different, in our minds represented linearly, in reality not so much, but that's okay. If an embedded encoding is not resonating in the bandwidth that we're vibrating on, then we're likely not to pick up on it. And that's okay. So going back to if you've heard this story before, I invite you to listen again and to hear something new. And now for the story. I didn't want to come here in this life. I remember having a formal conversation of some sort. I don't remember with whom, although I remember that the entities with whom I was speaking were much above me and were on a panel or a council that managed or um, guided the process of uh, embodiment and the allocation of lives. 
and all that goes along with it. And I remember them asking me to come. And I remember saying, no, I'm not going back there. I'm not going back to Earth. I don't want to do it anymore. And their response, and it, this is where it feels much more like a negotiation than a conversation. Their response was, just one more time. You don't have to go there anymore. This is the last time. And so with a resigned feeling of defeat mixed with uh, the weight of accountability or responsibility, I said I would. I said, fine, I'll come. But, and this next part of the story only came to me in the last few months. I said, but, if you want me to do this, then bring me the big guns. Bring me the people incarnate who will make a difference on a massive scale. If I go there, if I do this again, I want it to be worth it. And I'm sharing this with you for two reasons. One, story has an incredibly powerful way of communicating more than words alone can. Story has a beautiful way of connecting us in a heart space that is open and much more receptive and allows us the opportunity to be kind to ourselves, to be accepting, to be nurturing, to be forgiving of ourselves, to be easier on ourselves, as many have played the role of their worst critic for much too long. And so I share this story with you in case there's someone out there who carried that sense of resignation, reluctance, lack of desire in wanting to come here. It's been very recently that my perspective has significantly changed and my interest, engagement, desire to be here has shifted into a place of joy and authenticity and alignment, empowerment, creativity, creation for many reasons. But this shift is incredibly important because once we recognize why we agreed to be here, what purpose we serve, what missions, what tasks we're here to accomplish, the time here becomes much more sacred. The opportunity becomes known. Opportunity, not sentence, not punishment to come to this plane, but opportunity. And I have a sense that this is resonating with many now. So I'm grateful for the insight to share. And the second reason why I'm sharing this completely escapes me at the moment. <laughs> but I will say that when I begin these communications, when I have these conversations on this deep soul level with people, I 
have identified an initial response that I go through, that I experience. And it's one of resolution, um, maybe a little bit of defeat. Okay, I'll stop fighting, I'll stop fighting, okay, I'll do it, that sort of thing. And then that shifts into a sense of humility and honor to have the opportunity to connect with someone who is awaiting guidance and love. And then the real work begins to flow. And so I believe that I'm still working through the process of fully embracing my roles as many of us are and these realizations are, are very new and the the roles that many of us have now um, initiated are incredibly different from what we were doing even a year ago what we were imagining we would do in our lives as our futures unfold so this is this is really quite intense stuff and the moment we are willing to to accept these promotions and i don't mean promotions as in an increase in rank but rather um a massive increase in our ability to make meaningful impact through higher service everything changes the cast of characters in our lives very often changes um, more quickly for those who are willing to clean house a little bit more of a rocky road for those who like to hold on and that's okay too it's all a process it's all a journey but something I will leave you with as I end this sharing of a story that is very integral to my journey as I not only turn a page, not only enter a new chapter, but uh, begin writing a, a very new book altogether. I leave you with the sentiment that I feel with every breath, that I see with every blink, that I feel on my skin with every breeze or gust of wintry wind in this moment. And that is that there is no more time for later. There is no more room for tomorrow. For the people, for the spirits, for the souls, for the entities who have chosen to embody or not, but to be in this space, to participate in this process of transformation and evolution, evolution is a word that has come up a lot lately. It's now. It's now. So if you're holding on for just one more day of normalcy, if you're holding on to the familiarity that is essentially crumbling under your feet, know that the decision is either now or crumble with it. And actually, one more thing. And that is already coming through, so I might as well fully paint the picture. There's an analogy that comes very often 
in conversations with people who are on the verge of making a leap into the unknown and fully embracing living a life where courage and trust are paramount and at the forefront of every decision they make. And the image is this. Uh, Imagine a scene similar to that of the Grand Canyon where there's a cliff, there's a, a very deep crevice, there's another cliff, and connecting these two masses of land is a bridge. And we all begin on one side of the bridge and there comes a day when we're curious and we notice subtly we notice that there may be something on the other side of the bridge that's of interest, that's piquing our curiosity, that's inspiring us to consider an adventure, to pursue that gut feeling, to go and look, to go and check, to go and see. And so many of us will choose to take a step on the bridge and begin to walk that journey over it, across it, to the other side. And sometimes we look down and we see how very, very high up we are. Sometimes that scares us and sometimes it doesn't phase us. But as we continue our journey across this bridge, we notice that life is being redefined. What we understood to be true may no longer feel true. What we thought made sense may no longer make sense. And this could be true with our jobs, with the way we live our lives, with our relationships, with the decisions and plans and goals and milestones that we set out to achieve in our future may not make as much sense or feel as appropriate anymore. And so we begin to reevaluate and we begin to open our eyes a little bit wider, look around, And then we notice that on the other side of the bridge where we're walking without knowing why, we notice brighter colors. We notice more fragrant flowers. We notice beauty in nature, magnificence in the surroundings that we never noticed before. And so we turn around and we take a look back at where we're coming from. And we notice that the bridge is beginning to crumble behind us. And not necessarily fearful, but embedded with a sense of urgency, we begin to walk faster toward the new side of the bridge. And in that process, we begin to experience the sentiment of there is no more time for later. Because the bridge will crumble, the old will crumble. That which is no longer relevant, which is no longer constructive, which is no longer of service, crumbles, falls away. And then the choice becomes very simple. Do we hold on to what was because we don't know if we can let go? Or do we let go? Do we free ourselves from the weight and the heft and the density and the fear that comes along with where we were? And do we take that light leap forward that projects us very quickly 
and very effortlessly to the other side of the bridge. What feels right to you? What feels like the right path for you? You can choose to remain on the side of the bridge that's crumbling. It's not a wrong answer, it's your answer perhaps. But likely for those listening to this, you're more inclined to take that light leap and join us in a very new place where each day is truly filled with magic and magnificence. Every day feels like you're living the dream you didn't have the courage to dream for yourself because it was too big before. And now it fits like a glove. <laughs>